Welcome to Malcolm Reed's How to Barbecue Right, a podcast where we talk about barbecue, share recipes, and discuss all things delicious. And now, here's your host, Malcolm and Rochelle Reed. Hey, welcome back to the How to Barbecue Right podcast. I'm your host, Malcolm Reed, joined by my lovely wife, Miss Southern Shell. You forgot talented. Talent. She's very talented. (laughs) All the above. Skilled, even. I would say skilled, even. (laughs) We got Tyler running the boards for us today, and we're back to talk more barbecue and what all we've been up to. Shell, what have we been up to? Um, our Palmer Home campaign came to an end on Monday at noon. It did, and we I, managed our goal. We hit for over forty thousand dollars. Wow, crazy! That is crazy, that is and we crazy. cannot do this. Thank y'all so much yes. for everybody that donated, everybody that helped us raise this money, bring awareness to the Palmer Home, what they stand for, what they're doing. Um, you know, for the kids um, in in our state, here in our town, Hernando, it's a great thing. And we just want to thank everybody. It's, yeah. <clears throat> I want to know who the lucky people are. Do we know yet? Okay. So we can't, we don't collect the data. We don't, we don't know who donates. We don't know where the, I mean, all we know is the money goes straight to Palmer Home. No ifs, ands, or buts. And they send us the data. Like, yeah. this person donated this so, much and blah, blah, blah. Um, and they had a big... A fundraiser this week so she she called me this morning and said they're wrapping it up and she's going to send me all the data so, so we will so be letting everybody who um won know how are we going to let them know we're just going to make it we're going to we're not going to we'll do it like, we're not going to do it on the video or on the podcast <laughs> or something i think that warrants some you know there'll definitely be a personal invite yes sent to them some kind of way so Good but day. that's we're excited we're excited about this event yeah. we're going to do it's going to be a VIPP, very important pig picking. <laughs> We're going to cook a hog and all kinds of fun stuff. And that, I mean, we've got a lot. Of, I know we'll have a great group of people. We always do. Last year, it was a blast. And it's not a class. It's just an experience. It's about hanging out with us, having a good time, seeing how we cook some stuff. And but could, you're going to learn. You're going to you ask all the questions. Yeah, the people that get to come, we're not. We're an open book, basically. So we'll talk about whatever you want to talk about. If you want to throw cornhole, we'll go outside and throw cornhole. <laughs> if you want to do rips on the cone, we'll, we'll line the beers up. We can, we can funnel them down. Whatever y'all want to do, we're going to do it. The more of those, the better at uh, the better at uh, bean toss, I guess. So. Yeah, cornhole. <laughs> cornhole, yeah. Bean toss. Is that what y'all do in Boston? <laughs> <laughs> the name escaped me for a second. That's why I went bean toss. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, but, but I just wanted to say again, thanks to everybody Thank for helping you. us with that. We do it once a year, and that's a that's a big one for us. And we're glad to be able to help these folks out. Yes, and the kids at Palmer Home. So this week you did a barbecue chicken pizza. I did an easy barbecue chicken <laughs> pizza. Yeah. This I was thinking football food minded. What's something fast on game day? Doesn't require making dough. You know, if you want to make your own pizza dough and get into all that, go right ahead. There's plenty of good pre-balled options out there. Yeah. I've used a bunch of them. I started using these because I like the flavor of the crust, and it seems to rise up a little bit. It's and really it kind of gives the texture of it. It's really good. So all it is is Pillsbury, like a can of biscuits. They make a pizza dough or like a crescent rolls. comes in a can. You peel that label back a little bit, whop it real good. <laughs> Pops open. I think that's one of my favorite parts about it. Wops, it pop it open. Did you see in the video where you went, whoo? Yeah, I always do. <laughs> a little exciting. It but is. then all you do is lightly spray a little baking sheet, spread it out in it, and you can kind of use your fingers and 
press it out, and I I just kind of like keep going till I make a little lip almost on yeah. it. It's the dough stays out; it doesn't draw back too much. It's perfect for a pizza. So, what size sheet pan are you putting them in? Um, because you don't do like the full size sheet pan. No, no, no. You, if you did, you could add two crust and do a bigger one. Yeah, I would say it's a. Is that considered a quarter sheet pan? Probably. probably it's probably a nine and a half by eleven size, like casserole dish or That's something. That's a good, yeah. Because a lot of seen a lot of people do them like make it a deep dish pizza. They'll put it in there and press it up on the sides and kind of make a taller crust for, ca- uh, for yeah. Casserole it's more dish. like casserole. Yeah, it's more like a casserole style pizza. But I wanted it to be where it's kind of flat yeah. and spread out. It makes it thinner and it gets crispier cooked on that sheet pan like that. It's not a thin dough. No, it's not thin, but, but it's, it's not, not a thick deep either. Dish. Yeah. yeah. But it has a it has like a butteriness. To, I, I I think it's really good tasting crust. I do. I think so too. Yeah. But I did barbecued chicken pizza, and so for this one, I seasoned up some chicken thighs, boneless, skinless thighs. Now I could you could have smoked the whole chicken and pulled it. You could cheat even further by buying a rotisserie chicken. Don't I would use don't, don't use canned chicken. <laughs> um, but I used I, I the I best really, flavors. The char grilled yeah. chicken thighs. Char grilled chicken thighs. So I fired up the Weber, kind of two zone, seasoned them up with some rub, threw them on there. I didn't like marinate them or anything special. This is chicken thighs right out of the package. I, I even left a lot of the fat on them because I like that fat. It renders down, gives it some good flavor. And then those things cooked in, Tyler, what was it, five, seven minutes? It's super fast. Yeah, it's really, really fast. I mean, as fast as you like, you get them all on there, you go about a minute or two, you turn them. These are the same kind of way I would do chicken thighs back in the day for yeah, ancillary yeah. contests. I mean, we call it burn ass chicken because you're just charring chicken thighs. That's all you're doing, bowling skinless thighs. So once you get them all on there and go one or two minutes, they get a char on one side. You flip them another one or two minutes and flip them back. You don't walk away from these because they're cooking fast. And the reason why I kind of do that two zone is in case something gets ahead of me, I can move it over and I got that yeah. cool spot. So and you could cook the chicken for this a day in advance. You could cook a big batch of chicken and use it for other dishes too. You can make multiple uh, pizzas with it because I did. I want to say it was like a little small pack, about six, six or eight, six yeah, boneless, skinless thighs. I did them all, and we ate them like make tacos and stuff with them. But I probably used for the pizza. It was probably half, I would say. Yeah, so about three. So that's enough chicken to do two pizzas two easy. Pizzas, yeah. yeah, you could probably get three out of it depending on how. I like mine a little. Heavy on the meat, so <laughs> so I did that. So once you get your chicken cooked, let it cool a little bit, slice it up into thin strips. It's super easy to do, and it's just like kind of fajita size, I would say, strips. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, you can make yeah. a chicken taco or something with it, a fajita. That's what I do because I like to have that bite of chicken thigh. So you can do it on any grill, this, this pizza recipe. I did it on a pellet grill, 425. I think that's exactly what it said on the can of mm-hmm. dough, wasn't it? It said 425, 25, 35 minutes, something like that. Yep. So I spread my dough out. For the sauce, I went, this is where the barbecue part starts coming in. I didn't use the barbecue rub on the chicken. I used my white barbecue sauce as the foundation. So I spread that out on the pizza crust. Now, you got to have cheese. So I would use some mozzarella cheese on bottom. That's kind of glues into the sauce. And then I started adding my toppings. I spread out strips of the grilled chicken thigh all over the top. You go heavy. I go heavy. I used a red onion that I diced up, and I used sliced jalapenos, the pickled jalapenos out of a jar. Just drain them really good, get the moisture off of them, spread those on it. The only other thing you need is more cheese. So <laughs> I used two kinds of cheese for the top. One was 
it's called triple it was craft triple blend cheddar, which I guess it's just got some different flavored cheddars in it. But it was it's really good. So yeah. I sprinkled some of that on, and then I finished off the pack of mozzarella. So if I had to guess, in the recipe, I think what did I say? Two cups of mozzarella, one cup of triple blend. Um, you can go as but as heavy as you want with the cheese. It ain't gonna hurt it. Yeah, I it always go heavier. You could use use the whole pack of shredded mozzarella if you want to shred some mozzarella yourself. Go for that, and then use you know you want to use the whole pack of triple blend. Use the whole pack of triple blend. <laughs> It'd be cheese lovers barbecue grilled chicken pizza at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, so it goes on the, on the recipe. You called for uh, one two. cup of mozzarella and a half a cup of the triple. Oh, you need to double cheddar. That. <laughs> I was being I was trying to keep the calories down. Why would I do that? I don't know. But use I use the the you know what's a regular eight ounce pack says it's two cups, right? Of mozzarella. Yeah. And they're just the regular cheese pack shredded. That's what I used. Store brand Kroger mozzarella. I mean, yeah. So what other toppings could you do? Um I I mean, you could put anything you wanted on it. If you wanted to keep the heat down, just use a little bell pepper or a little sweet pepper, or pepperoni. Oh, yeah. Um, banana pepper rings, if you wanted to do. If you don't uh, like onions. <clears throat> yeah, if you don't like onions, leave them off. Yeah. I mean, you could add spinach. You could add, yeah. We've added spinach to it. We've added olives to it. Added artichoke hearts to it. I've, I've added you know, a pretty good bit of stuff to chicken, just the meat part of it. If you wanted to do a combo meat, do chicken and pork. That would not be bad, I promise you. <laughs> but the white sauce is the bottom sauce. That's the key. And then when you put your pizza on the grill, you want it, You do want indirect heat. You don't want to do it over direct heat. So if you got a grill where your coals are right below it, put you a pizza stone there or get you an offset side, you know, to where you can cook two zone it. But you want the grill about 425. Um, it works great on a, a, a egg or a ceramic grill. It works, works in the oven. Works in the oven. You don't even have to cook, <laughs> no, you cook this in the oven. When we started first started using these pizza crusts, it was over the summer, and we were cook, making pizzas with Michael. Just, just like, cooking yeah, them in the oven. Yeah, everybody can cook their own little pizza. That's another good thing about it. If you're doing these for game day parties, you can let have a pizza toppings, line them oh, out on yeah. the counter, and give everybody a roll of these things in a sheet pan, <laughs> and let them have at it. Because it cooks pretty quick. I mean, it was I think it was right at 30 minutes total was yeah. about what it took at 425. You're just cooking it until you can tell first all the cheese is melted across the top, and then the crust around the edge will start pulling off the pan a little bit, and it'll get brown. That's all you're looking for. If you wanted to raise it up, you could, but and look at the bottom. But it's going to be done after about that long. So at that point, I took it out, used a spatula, slid it out of the pan on your cutting board, and drizzled the barbecue sauce. That's where you want to drizzle your regular red barbecue sauce over the top. Kind of do a little zigzag pattern or whatever you want to do, and then you're ready to cut it up. And it probably it would serve two, Yeah, I would think. I mean, if you had other stuff to go with it, maybe three. But I'm thinking – it's perfect personal personal sheet it's pan per- pizza. <laughs> it's a personal yeah. sheet pan pizza is what it is. But you can't go wrong with it. It was absolutely delicious. I we even brought so some good. to work, yeah. That's I think the first time I brought those pizza crusts home, you kinda of made fun of me. <laughs> <laughs> and now you're making videos with them. I know, isn't that crazy? <laughs> I mean, you know, I've made dough before and or oh, yeah. alt dough that you spread out and yeah, it's probably better, but this is like fast, easy. Anybody can do it. Yeah, don't knock it till you try it because they're they're really good. And I'm a big fan of using that white barbecue sauce as a pizza oh, yeah. sauce. I, I mean, I like all kinds of pizza, love them all, but the non red sauce pizzas are to me so the best. Favorite. Oh yeah. So we started buying these, trying to eat a little healthier through the week. 
these Joseph's, um, what's that bread Lavish called? Lavish bread. Lavish bread. And it's a little triangle. Kind of looks like this crust, but like in a tortilla form. Not triangle. It's a rectangle. I'm getting my geometry <laughs> off. It fits right inside a little sheet pan. Yeah. So we do kind of the same thing. I'll meal prep up a bunch of chicken thighs or chicken breast, whatever, um, on the grill. And we'll cut them up and we'll you know use that meat for the week. Well, you can take these little lavish breads, put them on like a cooling rack, and then put your white sauce on as the base, a little bit of cheese, put your toppings on it, do the same thing, and pop that either on the grill or the oven right on the rack. If you like a thin and crispy pizza, it's a fast, thin and crispy pizza that's yeah, it's, it's personal too. Oh, <laughs> it is personal. But the great thing about those little crusts is the, the Joseph's lavish bread is they're like High protein, low carb. I mean, it's like a keto crust. Yeah, yeah. Man, they are good. And I don't know if it's full blown keto. I just know the carbs are super low in it. So you can eat the the protein's high and the calories are low. Yeah, yeah. It's like the whole thing's like 120 calories if you're worried about that. (laughs) But we use. How you put all the cheese and stuff on it? (laughs) Yeah, but sometimes we just use olive oil too for sauce. I used to use that same chicken. I'll throw spinach on it, tomatoes, all kinds of good stuff. Whatever we got. Makes a quick dinner. And then you let everybody make their own. Michael makes his pepperoni, and we do ours. Um, talking about that, you, you called it burnt ass chicken, and you used to turn it in on the regular and win <laughs> on the regular when you turn that in. Um, when I say turn it in, I'm talking competition barbecue. Yeah, uh, what's that recipe? Man, the old school recipe. Old what I would school, do? I would buy thighs. whatever store I was at. Store brand Zesty Italian. If it was Kroger, it was Kroger. If it was Walmart, it's like best great value or whatever. Yeah. Didn't matter. As long as you're buying the generic zesty Italian dressing. What's the di- what what is special about the generic? It's cheap. <laughs> <laughs> Cheaper <Right>. than the craft. <laughs> Why spend money on Wishbone or Kraft or Dumans or one of those when not what are you doing is throwing some raw chicken in it? So I don't think I don't I can't tell the difference. That's been my method. It was this was like a cheap entry for me. Yeah. And I would buy a frozen bag of the boneless, skinless thighs. Not the fresh ones. I didn't. Do, I never did as good with the fresh ones at the store. Really? I don't know why. They treat that chicken too nice. I needed some that had been <laughs> rough for life chicken, you know, to burn it up. Okay. This this could be called hood chicken. <laughs> it's just grilling chicken, burning chicken thighs. And so I'd buy the frozen bag. Usually I would take, this would be the night before. Like if I was going to a contest and the ancillary, this wasn't like for main KCBS chicken. This is yeah, yeah, this ancillary. is always ancillary. I would take, I would night before, like on Thursday night, they don't do meat inspection on ancillary, so you can get away with this. <laughs> I would dump all that frozen chicken in a giant Ziploc bag, and I'd put like two bottles of that Italian dressing off in there. And then usually I would add a little bit of Worcestershire, a little bit of hot sauce, a little bit of rub, just to give it some color, and then let that sit in the refrigerator or in a cooler on ice for 24 hours, pretty much, just soaking in it. Then I would take all that chicken out, throw me out some pepper towels, like in some large pans or on a rack, and then take that chicken out of that marinade and let the excess drip off and then kind of pat it dry, get it patted off, and just season it. And back then, I would just use the barbecue rub. I didn't even have AP bottled back yeah. then. I mean, we probably had some in a shaker. Like, oh, this is before we mixed you had up. any barbecue. Yeah, yeah this is really before. Bottle. I don't even know if I had the barbecue rub. We were just making it and bringing it. But I would hit it with that, and I'd let it air dry a little bit. While the grill came up to temp. And most of the time, I was cooking this on one of these little Aussie walkabouts. You see them outside grocery stores. It's the little square-looking grill that yeah. folds up on itself. Yeah. It's got the little bitty basket on the bottom. It's I mean, the poor man's Weber. It's a, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it is. 
It's poorer than a poor man's burger. <laughs> it's a grill that if you have to run and leave it, you don't really care. You know, once you get your bag of charcoal, your 10 pounds of charcoal in it, you get your use out of it. Yeah, you know. I paid nineteen ninety nine for that grill. <laughs> I won more money with that grill. I, I won a lot of chicken money with that. A lot of chicken chicks with a little grill like that. But it would do one chimney of charcoal spread out, had a little cooking grate on it. I would kind of keep it two zone because I knew it was going to be hot and I was going to need to move the chicken around. And I'd work in batches. I'd throw those thighs on there and do it the exact same way. On the hot side, about two minutes, flip them over, get some color on them, about two minutes, and then I'd kind of move them over to the cool side, let them kind of finish. And I'd start the next batch and just rotate them in and out until I got them to about 160 internal is where I was taking these. Then I'd take them up in a pan. And in that pan, back then, I used, no joke, Corky's barbecue sauce. I would buy it in a gallon. I would buy it in a gallon jug, and I would pour it in a pan, a a half-sheet pan, and I would take that chicken that I just got off the grill and dunk it tongs, dunk each piece in it, throw it right back over the hot coals. And it would start bubbling and charring and got all this great flavor on it, and I'd move it over to the cool side. And then I'd take them to there about 175, 180 degrees. I really didn't care at that point. I just wanted it done. Minimum 175. And once I got all those chicken pieces done, I'd start picking out the ones that were kind of uniform shape. Because, you know, these boneless, skinless thighs, there's no shape to them. It's just kind of whatever it is after they cut the bone out. And I would take scissors, and I'd kind of shape them up to where they all were close to uniform as I could get them. If anything was hanging off, you know, one side had a little piece of meat, I'd cut all that off to where I had kind of the that center center cut thigh. I don't know what you want to call it. It's the big muscle on the thigh, <laughs> yeah. boneless, skinless. And then I would touch up the sides with sauce, and we would take a bell pepper. I wouldn't turn it in with corky sauce. I'd usually turn it in with the sauce we made it for a contest. But I'd take a bell pepper, open it up, cut some little teeth-looking things, a little jagged edge where it was mm-hmm. kind of dressed up a little bit, set that in like the back center of the box, and then we would stand these little thigh cutlets up that were all charred up and sticky and sweet and had all this goodness on them. we just kind of fan them around like dominoes in that box. And, of course, it had some garnish in it. It was usually like a parsley, parsley. bed, something like that. And the judges would absolutely go crazy over it. They were, I mean, I don't, they, would, they didn't believe it was thighs. I don't know what they thought it was. It was tender, juicy, charred-up chicken. Yeah. And we just started calling it burn-ass chicken. <laughs> That's what it well, looked like. Well, there was like. one time you really burned it and turned and, it and, in. And one. <laughs> it was that good. You could just you were, char- you were cooking it on some huge grill while everybody else was cooking their ancillaries. Yeah. And oh, yeah. I remember that day. Yeah, it was I remember you were up. like, well. Somebody said, you want to try it? I said, it's burnt. I was like, yeah, well, we're going to turn it in. That's all we got. <laughs> Did you pick out the most non-burnt ones? To yeah, burn of in, course. Maybe? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I might have scraped some of it off. The time you get scraped off and <laughs> dumped it back in sauce and set the glaze again, it's good to go. They were Which really can't good. be. I mean, boneless skinless thighs are underrated, man. I think it's much better than boneless skinless breast. Especially I don't know if it's as good. Like for, I don't know if it's as good for you, but oh, well, we is were, there a different in the nutritional? We talked about that one time, yeah. I don't know that. that I forgot what we talked about. The but. breast is probably the best part, but the thighs taste so much better. So that's what I brought to talk about today was chicken. Okay. Been a lot of questions um, in the community, and I've been getting emails, but people having trouble with their chicken skin. So I thought we would talk about crispy chicken skin. How do you get it? How do you get it? I mean, Andy. first off, is it a myth? Do you think, have you ever had 
crispy chicken skin off a grill? Um, eh, not fried crispy chicken skin. I've gotten pretty daggum close. I've had some that is. See, the problem is with chicken skin, I think, on grills and smokers, is once you get it to a point where it kind of gets crispy, you can very easily take it to a point where it's tough. Yeah. So you got to stay right right there where you're getting crispy but not getting tough. Wings do the best. Yeah. That's where I've had the most success from getting crispy chicken skin. Now, the technique that I use for it is you got to dry. Now, this goes for any piece of chicken where you want the skin to be better, to be bite through to be, you know, as crispy as you can get it, to be really edible. You got to get the the skin the fat rendered underneath the skin and you got to get the skin dry. Dry as possible. And that usually involves putting it on a cooling rack, setting it in the refrigerator, letting the refrigerator air work on it. If you don't have a refrigerator to do it, you can paper towel it. Sit it on the counter for I twenty minutes. I paper towel it really good and then throw it in the fridge for as long but as it, I can yeah, get away with it. But that's yeah. the best way. Now, can you brine it or marinate it? Yes. But it, when you do, you still got to go through this drying process. You've gotten your flavor inside the meat with that brine. You've got to dry that skin out. That's the whole key to it. Now, once you got the skin dry, you have to oil it. It needs some kind of oil on the outside to help it brown, to help it. I think it kind of helps it fry a little bit. But don't Having that use oil on it. butter. Don't use re- yeah, regular butter. Does We've tried it. It does not work great. Yes. It changes the color of it, makes it rubbery. Um, butter doesn't work. I'm, I'm telling you, the best thing I've used is cooking spray. Yeah. I don't know what kind the of duck. chemical they got in there. <laughs> the duck fat works pretty good, Duck too. fat works great, but it's a cooking spray. Yeah, it's a um, aerosol. I have like peanut oil. I use peanut oil on turkeys and things like that, and it works. But nobody wants to really brush their chicken wings with peanut oil. It's too easy to grab a vegetable oil or a canola oil or duck fat in a spray aerosol form and spray them. So, Do you think it's because you get a uniform coating? I think it's just not too heavy. Because sometimes yeah. I've noticed, like, if I get the turkey skin too heavy with peanut oil, and that's where the, I've done it with the butter and it doesn't work. I mean, you can drizzle butter over it as it's cooking and it works, but coating in it, the 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 meat's usually too cold. So it changes that butter back, you know, it's, to solidifies it. And it just doesn't do right. Yeah. It, it's you know you'd have to if you had a butter based oil, it would probably work. Like um, butcher some of his grilling oils or some of that uh, stuff that, that whirl butter that we use for yeah um, the blackstone that would probably work. But stick with the cooking spray. That's the best way. Then once you cook with your cooking spray on the outside of the skin, you can season it with whatever you want. Now I figured out if you're doing wings and you want the closest to fried wing as you can get. Just use a salt, pepper, garlic, like an AP. Don't put anything, any barbecue seasoning on it, no sugar, salt, pepper, garlic. And keep it kind of light. Yeah, you don't have to get heavy with it. You can get all your flavors on your back end. You're going to get that from whatever sauce you decide to toss it in. Or, you know, if you want to re-season it, you can toss it in a little butter and re-season it. It sticks really well. But it preserves the integrity of that skin. So once you get it seasoned, I still let it set for another you know, 10, 15 minutes before it goes on the grill to kind of the oils on it. It's going to penetrate some. It's going to help the seasoning stick. We've got our salt, pepper, garlic on it. Now, this is probably as important as drying the skin. What temperature you're cooking chicken at that you want the skin crispy on a grill? It has to be upwards of 300 degrees. Um, Usually for a contest, I run 300, but I'm not trying to get crispy skin. I'm trying to get done bite through skin. 
if I want crispy skin, I'm usually starting at 325, 375, even 425. I've had probably the best success when I'm getting a, a fried chicken wing at 425. That's been on what grill? On a pellet grill. On a pellet, pellet grill. grill. On a pellet grill. They still get good flavor from from the grill itself. Yeah. And the skin, the texture on the skin is perfect. And it will be a lot like fry, a fried chicken wing. And I don't know if you could – I mean, you can definitely tell it hasn't been deep fried. Yeah. But the texture is there to where you get – especially if you decide to, to wing sauce it. So that's that's my absolute best way. Now, when I cook them at 425, the difference is, three, you know, 325, 350, 425, whatever is time. I know that I can cook a whole wing in one hour at 425. It's a one-hour wing every single time. It's If I lower that temp, it's going to increase that time. So if you're going to 350, you're looking at about an hour, you know, 25. If you take it down to 325, you might get a little more smoke flavor at that, but it's going to take two hours. It just increases it like that. Are you going to get a crispier? No. Are you going to get the crispiest I think you get the down? crispiest when you're cooking it at 425. That's where I like to cook them at. Now, some people's pellet grills don't like to operate that high, and that's when I suggest if you got a one of the higher end pellet grills, it'll do it fine, you know. But um, some of the you know less expensive entry level models, you might struggle getting that grill to, to do that. And one thing, another thing with wings, you know, if you've got a pellet grill, don't think you can just put every square inch of it with the wing on it. They're not going to work like that. You've got to give that thing room to blow, uh, to breathe. Yeah, air's got to move around it, so don't overcrowd it. Just cook them in batches. You know. And it, if you've got it loaded down, you're going to have to, like, the um, outside wings tend yes. to get more done. You've got to kind of rotate them a little. Um, now, here, I got one other little tip for you. When you are seasoning that wing with the AP, you can add a little cornstarch. Now, if I was doing, say, a family pack of wings, I'm probably going to season them with about three tablespoons of AP. Is what I'm gonna put in the shaker, and then the cornstarch. I'm gonna put like one tablespoon of cornstarch. So not much. You're, not much. Your it's a third. Yeah, one, one third. Yes, wholeheartedly. Yeah, you don't want a heavy like because you can taste that. It doesn't yeah. cook. Now I've done them before where I've got them too too cornstarchy, and they're crispy. Leaves, yeah, they're crispy. Get some super crispy, but, they're but you still leave that cornstarch flavor. Now if you get that ratio down, it works so much better. So I've found like if I'll do a three to one type on mine. It does a whole lot better for, for doing wings. Now, you don't have to. They will still get crispy just with your cooking spray and your seasoning. But if you really want – but if you're struggling, that's where you want to be. You want to get – you want to add just a touch of that cornstarch. I'm going to try that next time I cook wings, try the cornstarch. Yeah. It works. It flat works. You're also – I want to bring up the Vortex and the charcoal grill. That's another great option. Yeah. It works fantastic. I do the same technique with chicken. Dry the skin really well, get the oil on it, get your seasoning on it, and now you can go to the vortex. So how do you set up a vortex? So a vortex is kind of like this metal cone. That's all it is. It's a metal yeah, cone. it's a metal cone, thin aluminum metal. Or, well, I don't know what kind of metal it is. It'll be stainless or something. Some I don't know. cheap metal. It's whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's a metal. It's open at the bottom and it's open at the top. They work fantastic on round uh, Weber style charcoal grills, but any kind of grill that has that shape, they work fantastic on. You do have to buy them according to size of your grill. They have small, medium, and large. Most of the time, the small is all you're going to need. 
even under bigger grills, the small flat works. Small works, yeah. 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 I don't I don't recommend him buying the large one. I don't even know why you need it. I did that the first one. Oh yeah, I want the big one, you know. But <laughs> it was way too big for my Weber. But I started with the small one and you put your charcoals in and it kinda makes like this charcoal briquette volcano. That's a good way you to know, put it. You light it. Usually I light it from the top. You can light it from the bottom. Give it a few minutes, you know, ten, fifteen minutes, however long it takes for those coals to get good and hot. And you've got some super high concentrated heat. The reason why it works so well with that kettle shape or round shaped grill is because that heat's directed straight up in the grill. The dome of the lid kind of radiates it down, and you're cooking high heat, but in an indirect fashion. You put all your you don't you don't put any meat directly over it, over where the fire is coming up. You put all your meat around the outside edge and cook, and that's why it does such a great job. It's radiating down that high heat on chicken, and for as far as wings on a charcoal grill, that's one of the best ways you can absolutely yeah. do them. I'm it's not a different sure which, type flavor. I mean, yeah, I'm not sure which I like better, the pellet grill or the. They both do a fantastic job. They're great options on getting the skin right. Um, that grill, you can't look at that Weber lid and think of what temperature you're at because most of the time that thermometer is right in that lid. That's where the heat's getting blasted. I don't know. It, it could be it'll over 750, 800 degrees. Out, yeah. yeah, it's hot. And what I do is I'll take um, either buy the grate that's got the little removable center portion. Or buy a solid grate or just use a solid grate and set a chunk of wood over it. Because you think, you know, all that heat coming up, you're getting you're getting that wood to smolder. It's it's more turning, you know, to almost like turning it to charcoal. It's not burning, it's not a fire on yeah. there. But it gives you some great smoke flavor. And that's one advantage to using that vortex is you can do that and get some really good, you know, grill smoke flavor where at a pellet grill at a higher temp, you don't get as much smoke flavor. Now, some of these pellet grills now, they're putting off fantastic flavor even at high heat. Um, and one one little trick I, you can do on that if you want a little more smoke flavor is just put that chunk of wood over on your deflector plate, right under your cooking grate. You can use them smoke, too, with extra pellets and all that stuff. That's a little hassle to me. I think I get more flavor out of a chunk of wood. Have you ever had a smoke tube work? I mean, only in smoking, like cold smoking stuff. Yeah. I do yeah. hot smoking stuff. I'm, it's like I just start a bigger fire right there on my grate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what, it, that's what it does. It, yeah, it's kind of a mess. Huh. Um, so when you're cooking wings on a Vortex charcoal grill, do you, are you flipping them every 15 minutes? Um, or what's the time? Usually, yeah, yeah, usually about 15, 20 minutes. I go ahead and flip them. They typically cook 35, 45 minutes. Whole wings. Whole wings. Yeah. Uh, drum, when you cut them into drums and flats, so the you, flats usually cook a little faster than the drums because they're not as dense. But that's where that's the one piece that you can get really crispy because it's kind of surrounded by skin. So uh, if you're cooking on the pellet grill and you're cutting them into flats and drummies, does that change your time? Um, yes. They don't cook near as long. Like that hour, it might be a 45-minute wing. Depending, yeah. See, it depends on the size of your chicken, too. That's why I like cooking them whole because I think I get a better – it slows it down a little bit because they're bigger. Um, and I don't that skin kind of keeps it juicy on the inside. When you bust these open, there's a ton of that rendered chicken – Fat, it's keeping that moisture in there, and it's so super good. good. But when you cut them, you're going to lose a lot of that. Um, they will cook faster cut up. Um, so I would say their best bet is temple. Now, when is a chicken wing done? Everybody knows white meat, 165. To me, a chicken wing is nowhere near done at 165. It's safe to consume. Per- nothing wrong with it. No- you don't have to worry about getting anybody chicken sick. But as far as being the best eating wing you ever had, man, you got to take them dudes up closer to 200 degrees. 
I want my chicken wing to to jump off the bone to where I'm not having to fight it. All the fat's rendered on it. The skin's right. And that's what cooking them longer to a higher temp does. And a little handheld thermometer will save you on that every time. Like, I, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely, definitely 185, but closer to 200 is a better wing. And I've even taken them to like 205 sometimes. Tyler, that changed your wing game when you did that, right? Yeah, we did it right after uh, you got. We had Mikey on and stuff. We were talking about it, and the only thing that we did different is I'm pretty sure we had the grill kind of low, like at three twenty-five. Mikey likes cooking his two hours. He's a two-hour yeah. wingman. And I will say, I can tell that the skin definitely did not get as crispy. Yeah. Like it was not. So, and but now that I'm hearing you say four twenty-five, now yeah. it's got me wanting to go try that. So I like mine closer to that fried chicken wing joint chicken and that's as close as you can get it on a grill is cooking at 425 yeah so um when you pull it off you've seasoned it salt pepper garlic cooking oil yep. but that's it that's it that's all that's all the flavors been on at the grill and ap basically this is where you can change it into whatever flavor you want um now i usually do do this no matter what flavor i'm doing as soon as they come off the grill i'm putting them in like um it's a Rubbermaid, throw-and-go, whatever, Tupperware bowl with a lid, like one of the disposable types. I'll put about six whole wings in there. I usually have me some melted butter from the microwave. I'll put a couple tablespoons of that in there, hit them with a little more AP, and toss them in that and get them out. Because what that does is that crispy skin you've got just gets that flavor right on it, and it's like seasoning French fries hot out of the grease. It adheres to it. So all of a sudden, you've got a ton of flavor and these wings are ready to eat right I there. I like them like that. Yeah. I now, like them just plain AP. But I also, I'll have a couple of those bowls set up and whatever size sauce I want. If I'm doing buffalo, if I'm doing an Asian style, if I'm doing my jerk wings, uh, if I'm doing a lemon pepper. I mean, I'll, I'll have another other bowls set up where I can take those wings and go back in them and give them a quick toss and put them back in a pan and limit the time they're closed up. Because I don't want them to steam at all. I want them to be mm-hmm. open to where they'll stay crispy now. You can't, what I have not, uh, or what I don't like is saucing them and putting them back on the grill. It totally changes the wing. You'll never get the skin back to as crispy as you want it. Soaks the flavor. It seems like you hadn't put any sauce to it or whatever. It just absorbs it. Uh, they taste okay, but it's not the kind of wing I want. I yeah. think it's so much better if you take them up to that high tip, give them a gentle toss and whatever kind of flavoring you want, and then set them over to the side. Now, if you want a barbecue wing, but a dry, a dry rub wing, doing that butter, hit them with the dry rub, toss them in that, and you got a perfect barbecue dry wing. Uh, Cosmos um, does a like a powder, a, like a yeah, buffalo yeah, wing yeah, powder, oh, yeah. and I like that too. I'll toss them in butter. Dredge them with that. Dredge them with that. Toss them, yeah. Because I like a dry wing too. I like his garlic parm. He's I got like, a garlic parm. I like the good. Memphis. He's got, no, it's not a Memphis. It's Nashville. a Nashville hot. That one's a little too hot for me. I like it. Yeah. Those are, those are really good. It's got a vinegary hot flavor, which it which is good, but it's it's hot. So that's that's my chicken wings, crispy skin. Now we're talking other chicken. If you want um, like crispy skin on your thighs, you're thinking competition chicken. I, I've never seen that really work because it seems like it's more of a sauce contest with chicken. So anytime you put the sauce to it, it's not going to regain and hold up to that texture. People aren't these judges aren't looking for a fried piece of chicken, and we've tried it all from. You know, having some duck fat in a skillet and taking them off the smoker and putting them in that just yeah. to fry the skin and all that just never translates. I think you're better off with that super bite through skin. 
And that's what we do with chicken. We get that from cooking them in butter. Um, same principle applies. Always cook chicken at 300. Uh, Lower temperatures is going to make rubbery chicken. Um, let's talk about cooking <laughs> cooking chicken in butter. Yeah. And when you say cooking it in butter. Cook it in butter. <laughs> <laughs> it starts out, so you, you know, you do whatever you do to your chicken, whether you want to inject it and you rub it and get it ready for the grill. Try to get it dry as possible. I do try to get my skin dry as possible. But I don't want my trend, uh, skin to cover that thigh. And I'm doing bone-in, skin-on thighs. Start it out on the grill just to get some smoke on it. This is competition chicken. It goes, it, it, this, trust me, this is the last <laughs> way. I, this is the last, we, we had another method where we started it in the pan with butter. Yeah. I've since quit doing you, that. So this is your new method. New method. Okay. Start it on the rack, on a little cooking rack, on the grate. And, and it needs it's to go, seasoned at this point? Yeah, see, rubbed and seasoned. Okay. About 45 minutes. Then. At what temp? Did uh, you say that? Two, 300. 300. 300. It goes on the 300-degree part of the grill. Whether If I'm running my stick burner, if it's Jolene or Outlaw, Miss Fancy, and I got it running at four, uh, 275, that back corner is 300 degrees. Yeah. I know what it is. I learned this from Fire Dancer. He's a chicken expert. He is. On a stick burner. So it goes back there. Then you come out and you have your pan with your butter already kind of melted in it. That way you're going into that and you put that, you take your chicken, transfer it down to that pan. You can put a little bit more on top of it, cover it up. And that, that's how you're cooking it in butter. It's like, you know, confit, barbecue confit yeah, or something yeah. like that. You're cooking it in fat and you and that's where you're getting it tender and it's keeping its juiciness. It is softening that skin up, but the, but having it uh, wrapped is causing that fat that's underneath the skin to render where you don't have to spend all that time scraping it up. Um, you know, it'll it'll render that, and it's going to make it bite through. It's not going to be crispy per se, but it is going to have really, really, really good texture. Now, after that chicken gets up to 190, 195 degrees internal, it's about 45 minutes to an hour in covered. Take it out of that pan carefully. It's going to be screaming hot. And that's where you reseason it. It brings it, so it's going to be really, really wet, moist coming out of that butter. You got to get some more seasoning on the outside to make it look good. It's ugly, so we might take a little pair of scissors and trim it up or whatever. But we set it right back on a little cooling rack after we've seasoned it, and it's going to let it dry out. That's what's going to bring that skin back where it's say, not soft. Once you pull that chicken out of that butter, uh, you watch your seasoning because you can get real heavy and get real spotty. It gets cakey and muddy, yeah, yeah, because it is so wet. All I'm using it for is to touch it up. Yeah. Sides. Don't even worry about the bottom because it's setting down. Sprinkle the top. Then it goes back on there and dries out. And that gets it right back. Like five stage minutes. Stage you want it. Yeah, yeah, five minutes. Then you go in your warm sauce. You want warm sauce because you don't want it to stick and be too thick. You want it to slide off. And you reset that, dunk it, set it back on the rack. And it's got, it'll have like a perfect little shellac. Over the chicken where you can still see the seasonings. If you've done it right. You've done it right. Yeah. And it goes back on there for another five, ten minutes, and you're ready. I mean, it's ready to go to the box at that point. It's super. I mean, it's, it's not a difficult process. It's really, really good. It's really, It is, but it's not crispy at all. Mm-mm. But it's tender. It's bite through. It's more melting it's juicy. It's melting your mouth skin. That's a, that's a great way to say it. Melting your mouth skin. Like, you don't want it mushy or overcooked, yeah. but... The ideal, to me, the ideal competition chicken thigh, you bite into it, just... That's right. Now, I still... like melts. The other style of chicken I'm thinking about is rotisserie chicken style, where that skin, if if you cook a whole chicken and you do... Are we do, talking about like Sam's Costco style? Yeah. That's what right. I call a rotisserie chicken. You know, one of those 
cooking the big chicken cooking machines, it yeah. rotates them all stick on a spigot. Now you can you can achieve that kind of skin, which is semi crispy. Eh. I mean, it's got some some places it that are crispy. On how long it's been sitting in that little <laughs> yeah, but see because it steams. Container yeah. steaming. When it comes off the grill, it's more crispy. Yeah, than once yeah. you've covered it up. But you get that on a whole chicken by doing the same technique as we do to a turkey. Air dry it in the refrigerator, oil the skin, season it with whatever you want to put on the outside of it, like rotisserie style seasoning, herbs, spices, whatever. Cook that whole chicken. You could do it on a beer can, and it will get there. You just got to cook the chicken long enough to get it done. And what I do on those a lot of times is use the melted butter or extra extra cooking spray because it takes longer. A whole chicken like that, I'm cooking at 300, 325. It's probably going to be an hour and a half, two hour cook easy on a whole chicken. Sometimes three hours, depending on the size of the bird. So what temperature are you cooking that at? I usually set it at 325, but I've done 300. Anything 300 and above, you're okay. It's just going to take longer. Yeah. That one I'm cooking till the breast is 165 internal. Usually the dark meat's always 175 to 185, something like that. But you can achieve a crispier skin on those by doing the same kind of technique. And it's really good. To me, the skin, eh, at that point, when you're cooking the whole chicken, you're probably going to pull it off and pull it anyway. Yeah. So, I can see that. I can see that. But I I'm, usually eat it. I know. I mean, when, I'm, when I'm pulling chicken, especially if we're serving it like for catering. putting that to the side. Bro. That's a little chef's <laughs> pit no, master's I'll, bites. All those little crispy pieces of skin, I will pull Break it. Break up and put back in there? Mix it with that pulled chicken. Oh, I like too. That. It gives Does you a little bite. It? Yeah, it yeah. seasons yeah. it. Now, as far as like a breast... Skin on breast, trying to get those crispy. I don't even advise doing that, <laughs> really, because you're going to dry the breast out so much. I mean, you can you can cook them high heat. It's just not a piece of chicken that's worth trying to get a crispy skin on like that. Um, I just I don't think it's worth it. I've done we we do them for dinner. We'll cook a boneless skinless breast and we'll eat that for dinner. Season that up, get a rub on it. and It kind of puts a little crust on the outside at high temp. But the the skin almonds they just don't do well. Yeah. Breast breast it, it's better for wings, legs, thighs. That's where I think you're going to shine on on a grill trying to get crispy skin. Maybe whole chicken if you like a like a rotisserie style whole chicken. Every time um, Thanksgiving comes around, we always get a ton of questions. How do I get crispy turkey skin on Same. the grill? Yep. And my answer is always you don't. Yeah. Well, I mean, it works the same way. It works that same kind of way. Um, you know, you gotta get you gotta get it air dried first. Yeah. That's where a lot of people they want to brine that bird for seventy two or forty eight hours. That's fine. That's perfect. I do too. But you also need to let it spend six hours in the refrigerator on a cooling rack over you know over some kind of pan to catch the juices and let that skin get right on the outside. Then you oil it, season it, and it's ready to go. Oh, and I'm like a beautiful turkey. The turkey, the the skin is crispy in spots. I mean, there's so many crevices and turkey, yeah. turkey wing pits and <laughs> leg pits and all that. Where you're not going to get those areas crispy. They're just not. It's not going to get crispy on its back where yeah. it's laying. Over the breast, on those wings, yeah, you can get those crispy yeah. easy. But you just got to know that it's not the same as frying, though. Yeah, it's <laughs> If not. you're wanting grandma's fried chicken, skillet fried chicken, you're not going to get that. So you've done smoke a fried Wings and stuff yeah. like that. Have you ever thought about doing a smoker fried turkey? I I have never done it. But yeah, I've got that. I've actually got that on a list to do. Like maybe we smoke do that this it year for Thanksgiving and try to see how it goes. Yeah, smoker fried turkey. Would you put a sauce on it or would you just serve it right out of the grease fried? Because to me, it seems like 
Whatever, it seems to me like it would need a sauce drizzled over it, like a hot sauce or something, like a buffalo style turkey or something. I don't know. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna play with that. I guess you could season it as soon as it come out of the grease and kind of do a dry rub. But if you're trying to crisp, do a, a crispy smoker fried, a Thanksgiving style turkey, you're just yeah. wanting the smoke it's flavor. Be out of the box and a crispy. Yeah, best of both worlds. Yeah, we will try it. That that is a good one to try. I've never done it. It so. might blow up in our face. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't think it would. It's just not going to fry as long. You know, yeah, most of the yeah. time you're frying what three to five minutes per pound is what a deep fried turkey directions say. But so you're frying one, you know, forty five minutes a lot of times. How do people turn them be, into rocket ships when they do drop this? a frozen bird in there? Yeah. Complete, yeah, yeah. Now I would like if I'm going to deep fry my smoked turkey, I'm going to tilt that dude up. And get all that juice out of that cavity because a lot of times the juice accumulates in there. I'm not going to drop that right in my fryer. I'm going to turn it and then drop it. I'll, I'll do it. We might do it with a chicken first. Let's do a smoke of fried chicken okay. first and, then, and move up. Let's scale up. <laughs> Work our way up. Pterodactyl sized bird. <laughs> do a 30 pound turkey. Yeah. But that was my that was my rant on chicken skin. How to get it? How to get it better? I'm not saying it's going to be the best. Fried chicken you've ever ate on a grill? I've never had one that is as good as like a, a fried chicken. Yeah, but I've had plenty that are really, really. I mean, that's yeah. our preferred way to eat them. They're better Pretty for dag, you. I'm close. They're better for it's better for you than you can. That'll make you sleep better, knowing that you've ate something a little healthy. <laughs> <laughs> you skip the fried. Yeah. yeah, that'll that'll explain why you can drink a twelve pack while you eat twelve wings. <laughs> better than frying them. Okay, I got I left room for drinking this twelve pack of beer. See, I've never had luck like putting it in an air fryer afterwards. Like, I don't know. Like, it doesn't really change the texture of yeah. the skin much for me. Yeah, I hadn't either. No, the shell does buy some of these quick air fried chicken. Like, they're already like um, pre cooked kind of way. Yeah, it's wings that are pre cooked, and I throw them in the air fryer. They're pretty. They get yeah. pretty crispy in there. I don't know. It'll if do I'd in call a it pinch. Crispy, it's not as good as a grilled or a fried wing. Yeah. Like is I'll it be. edible? They're like antitizers or whatever. Yeah. Antitizer wings. They got all <laughs> yeah. different flavors. Yeah. yeah. They're tasty. Yeah. Oh, I'll eat them. <laughs> chicken wings. I'll eat no rubbery ones if I have to. Still a chicken wing, right? No discrimination yeah. on chicken wings. No discrimination on chicken wings. I've been a wing man for a long time. That is one of your favorites. Of the chicken, it's the best part. What, what is your favorite part of the chicken? Well, I know. What you're I like thighs. Yeah, I like thighs. Is but Wingstop I love, still is, is Rick Ross still doing the, the fried thighs? I, sw- I was gonna go and get me some fried that was back thighs. Then, yeah, during, during COVID. Yeah, when there was a wing shortage, everybody was worried about. Yeah, I don't know if they still have those on the menu or not. I hope so. At Wingstop, yeah. yeah, the one in South Haven closed, so I haven't been to. A oh, Wingstop did it? There's not a Wingstop in South. There's one in Olive Branch, isn't it? Yeah, there's that was still there. Yeah. Just a trick. I don't know if Rick Ross still owns them or not, but to associate with them. I think so. Um, real quick, I want to talk to you about your smoked goldfish recipe. All right. Party time <laughs> snack right there. <laughs> Nothing says football food like a bowl of smoked goldfish sitting beside you. <laughs> well, you kind of did them. Um, I did them for the fantasy draft. Yeah. So we could set them out on the table and we're something to munch on while we're drafting our fantasy football team. And I think all the little. Every one of them got eight. Was, all of them got eight. Man, it's like, it's old is is making Chex Mix just with goldfish you know, and cheese at crackers. You could throw pretzels you in there. You could throw pretzels in there. You could throw the nuts in there. You could you could even throw the Chex Mix if you wanted to. I would, okay. I would suggest do the goldfish, though. Go to Sam's, buy the big box. It comes with two, I think, 
two bags, two separate bags inside that box of goldfish crackers. You need aluminum pan, large aluminum pans from Sam's. You need a stick of butter, Worcestershire sauce, rub, and lemon pepper. It's all you need. It's I've all you never need. used. I make it every year for Christmas yeah. or Chex Mix, whatever. Um, I've never used lemon pepper. It goes so good in it, doesn't it? it? Well, I knew it would go with kind of the barbecue and the cheddary flavor. Yeah. So it would give it that little citrusy pop a little a bit. Zip. Yeah, it's a yeah. zip. It gives it a zip. And all all you do is make a barbecue butter is what I call it. You melt that butter in like a little Pyrex glass measuring cup. Add your Worcestershire. Add your seasonings. And I usually I did what I do like quarter three tablespoons of rub. Not quite a quarter cup, wasn't it? And then about half that of the lemon pepper. You don't want. Shell's going to verify me. I'm thinking of my qualities. This is my, what I say? You don't have a good memory. I don't. I'm losing <laughs> my memory. Um, you did a fourth cup of Worcestershire, three tablespoons of rub, two tablespoons of lemon pepper. I was one tablespoon off of the lemon pepper. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite half. It's a little extra lemon pepper. Yeah. But then, so you mix you all that bring up. Bring it up or down, yeah. whatever your flavor You mix are. all that up, pour it over your crackers. Now, you can't just go to whipping it like you're whisking them. you got to fold them. You want to fold them until everything's incorporated. And using one of those large pans makes it easy because you don't make a mess. There's plenty of room in there for them. And once you get that. That's important because yeah. they need the space to dry that That's butter. right. They go in a 250 degree, quote me on that, pellet grill or oven. It could be 275. It ain't going to make or break you 25 degrees there. But I want to say I did 250. 50. Yeah, and it goes for about one hour, but you got to stir them every 15 minutes, and you just fold them. Every, and what that does, it brings some of the ones that are drying out on the top to the top or to the bottom, and the bottom ones go to the top. And you're just moving them around. And once they – basically, you're just trying to dehydrate them out, cook that oil and butter and seasoning in while you cook, kind of cook some of it off and it absorbs it. And you take them out of there and let them air dry for, I don't know, 10 minutes. That's when you can munch on them, and then you bag them up, Ziploc bag, Scoop them in there. And you usually do a quick, as soon as I did, as soon as they come out, just like seasoning French fries out of the hot oil, I hit them with a little more rub because they can still absorb some stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, they're all they're still kind of hot and a little sticky, but you want to cook them to where they won't be sticky after they cool off, and that's the whole point of stirring them and moving them around some. Ah, you had an idea while you were cooking those to try like a a Mexican flavor. Oh yeah, using the grande gringo. Or even like a Cajun flavor using the king. Next, I'm gonna do parm too, like garlic parm. Yeah, you could add you could add Parmesan cheese to that. Or, that would work really go good with like the cheesy flavor. Yeah, it would garlic. go real good with it. You could you could go any kind of flavor if you wanted to do it sweet. You could you know use what what do they use when they uh, it's like brown sugar and butter, and I've done it with like pecans and nuts. Yeah, it I've would done work it with, with nuts. those too. I don't know if the cheesy would go with the sweet. I don't know. I don't know. You get that popcorn that's got yeah, caramel yeah. corn and cheese. Cheddar, yeah, yeah, it might yeah. go. I hate that I didn't get to try that. That's that would be really a good, good mix right there. The smoked goldfish with caramel corn. like <laughs> That would be <laughs> good. That would be really good because you get the cheddar from the goldfish and the caramel from the popcorn. That would be really good. That's an easy one. It's like a it's just a party food. Everybody likes to munch on that. Um, Saturday, you cooked... Well, Saturday y'all uh, went hunting. Yeah, went dove, dove hunting, dove season. Um, but for lunch, you cooked grilled sandwiches on the Blackstone, and I was like, "What? You're gonna grill sandwiches on the Blackstone?" 
Like, what, 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 so what did you, you think of the operation? Well, you were like, well, I'm going to get some white bread. And I'm gonna throw Bring me a loaf of white bread. I need a pack of bologna, a pack of ham, maybe some turkey, and then some Kraft cheese singles. And I was oh, like. No way. You thought it was no way it's going to be good? Man, you can't be. They're so good. They're so good. It's basically a grilled bologna and cheese sandwich or grilled ham and cheese sandwich. Do you think the Blackstone makes it extra delicious? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's the flat top. The, you can get that. No, you can get it on an iron skillet. But yeah, that's yeah. the way my mama used to cook them. She would cook her bologna. You know, she wouldn't do it like I did, where you put the cheese on it and double stack it and all that. Yeah, but she would cook a plate of bologna, put it out on paper towels, and then she'd do a grilled cheese one at a time. Put you, you know, standard old grilled cheese. But the Blackstone makes it so much. The flat top makes it so much easier. We we started up like I was just throwing out slices of bologna. Let it bubble up. As soon as it bubbled up, flip it over. Hit it with a slice of cheese, just good old American cheese no. in the wrapper. You got Actually, it, they got weren't it. in the wrapper. You bought, I say bring the Kraft Singles, and you brought the Kraft Premium Singles. Ooh. Non-wrapper. <laughs> the Deli Deluxe. Oh, is that what it is? The Deli Deluxe. <laughs> I don't really like Kraft Singles that much, but the Deli Deluxe ones. They're, they're pretty good. good. Really yeah. good. <laughs> Splurge. So I would throw, so we had deli sliced ham. We just had regular old packaged bologna. And you throw your meat out there. Once you get it cooked on one side, flip it over, throw some cheese, a slice of cheese on it. And then as you're doing that, put a little of the cooking butter down. And I use like whirl butter that you can buy. Put it in a squeeze bottle, squeeze it out, move your spatula, get it around, throw your throw your bread down on that. As soon as that one side gets going, you can, tra- you can flip it over or you can just I like just not even toasted but one side when I do a grilled cheese. I don't like toasting both sides. It seems to get greasy. So I'll just lay it there and leave so one side leave untoasted, the- stack my double meat up. I'll put like a slice of bologna with cheese on it, another slice of bologna with cheese on it, top bread flipped over, let it go to that one side and maybe give it another hit on the back side just to crisp it up, and it's done. Or you can do – Bologna, ham, bologna, do a triple stack. Yeah, we're getting all kinds of <laughs> varieties. I've- we cooked a, a pack of bologna, pack of ham, and a whole loaf of bread. And you threw some turkey in there, too. There's turkey ones, yeah. Whatever you have. I'm telling you what, man, it makes a heck of a lunch. It does. Feeding a lot of people, too. Well, another thing is y'all cut them into, like, triangles. Triangle. Yeah. So you could get a bologna one and a ham one. We had a lot of kids there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, these kids don't eat old sandwiches. <laughs> but I like that. Basically, Make two triangles and then come back, cross that again. So you're creating an X on it, and it makes four little triangles. It's genius. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm not going to cook some tomorrow when I go to camp. Still dusty. Okay. But yeah, that was that was a good little quick lunch we did. You recorded that? Did y'all put that on Buck Junkies thing? Yeah, yep. it's on Buck yeah, Junkies. You can see it. You can see that in operation. It really does help. You got two people doing that. You got one man slinging, throwing cheese. You got the other man working a spatula, moving stuff. And then you got the man with the tray. Just, it's a it's an operation. Fine old machine right there. Yeah, like your Grilled sandwich. House. Oh, the two buck <laughs> chuck guys ain't got nothing on us. Wasn't that what it was? Two buck grilled cheese truck. Oh yeah, two the, buck yeah. grilled cheese truck. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. No, we got them. We got them beat. <laughs> we can turn them out. Would you pay two dollars for that grilled yes. cheese sandwich? Yes, I would. I want to have, we're going to take all kinds of different cheeses and stuff and see what all we can grill cheese. <laughs> Just grill yeah, cheese. grill cheese day. <laughs> <laughs> it works really well. Mark did some where he just put melt or shredded cheese on the Blackstone and let it get all brown and skirty. Yeah, skirty, and then flipped it over. 
it yeah. popped right up, you know. Have you seen them where they do the grilled cheese where they'll put the cheese, like the shredded cheese on it down and put the bread on it so your grilled cheese is coated in cheese? You still do the inner stuff. Oh, okay, but you got it on the outside too. Yeah. That's real genius. Do you know what would have uh-huh. set those grilled cheese sandwiches? I don't know why I didn't think of this. Mayonnaise. If we'd have blue plated that bread. <laughs> why didn't you say, hey, how come you only got blue plate on this? That's where I needed my blue plate lady. Time out. Blow the blue plate whistle. <laughs> you got the blue plate. Because it would have made because when you get them all grilled cheese together, you you don't want to open them back yeah, up. Yeah. You know, it's like meant to be eight right there. But if we'd have had that mayo element on it, it would have been fantastic. Mayo works really well in a blackstone type setting. Yeah, it does. Perfect. Because it's just oil. I've even put it on the back side of the bread and used that for the, the butter of the oil it. to yeah. brown it. You never know it's mayo. That, I mean, there's no way you could tell me, oh, you'd grease mayonnaise on that. Your mom does that with uh, quesadillas. Yeah, that's, how, uh, yeah, that's a good queso trick. Put that on the outside of the flour tortilla and throw it down in your hot skillet, Kamal or Blackstone. It works great. Well, Malk, that's all I have for today. What do you got? That's eight, man. I, I wanted to talk about chicken skin. I was on that. I wanted to, had that. Yeah, had that on my mind after seeing all these comments and asking, answering a few questions. Oh, I did have this one thing um, in the community page. Leroy posted an avocado chicken bacon ranch. He called it a Diablos. It looked like he took an like avocado. A Diablo sandwich? No, he took oh. a, it looked like he took an avocado. He didn't have a recipe. He just had pictures. Yeah. It looked like he took an avocado, cut it in half, grilled it. Yeah. Turned it over. In the husk? In, in the, the husk. Okay. Then filled it with grilled chicken, just like you grilled the chicken for yeah. the pizza. And then topped it with cheese and a little like bacon. Maybe some creamy sauce, yeah. and then you just eat it out of the husk. Oh, I bet I'm doing that. It looks so good. I love some avocado. Man, Kroger had these giant Haas avocados. Juggers are so ripe and good. They were really good. Anyway, yeah. Have you? I've never. I've never seen that. I've never I seen anyone I, grill I avocado. Yep, I definitely would. I, I, I want that. Try that. <laughs> well, what do we got coming up? We got the Water Tower Festival this month. Yes, we got Water Tower Festival this month. Um, anybody's in town in Hernando, they want to come through and check out the contest is full. You can't get in the contest and this is not by our doing. They gave us 35, but we can get 30. We can, we can get 30 teams in there. We're cramming. We're going to cram 35. <laughs> we can get 30. We're going to cram 35, but it is, it filled up like first day we announced it. So if you want to get on the list for next year, maybe you can go ahead and send your name into Tyler's and he can put you on. <laughs> no, I don't know if that's even possible. Y'all don't quote me on that. Um, but don't do that. But there, it, there's more going on than just it's a craft the Smoke fair. Alley you know, where we're going to be doing the barbecue stuff. It's a huge craft there. It's kind of closing out the Hernando's Farmer's Market, isn't it? Is that the last official weekend of the Farmer's Market? I think so. I think it's like the – there's usually over a hundred and something vendors there selling all kinds of stuff. Malcolm Shop will be there. We'll have the shop trailer out there selling all kinds of stuff. They have bands. There's play. there's a there's gonna be a band on Saturday Is there a night. Car show? I don't haven't heard about the car show this year. There's usually a kid zone. There's all kinds of stuff going on. So if you're in or near Hernando, you want to come out, stroll through a barbecue contest. September 24th. see what's happening. Our awards will be right up there on the courthouse lawn. Probably about four-ish that afternoon on Saturday. Then a band will start that evening. I don't know who they have playing. I haven't seen. It's going to be somebody pretty good. But it's a lot of fun, and it's September, what's that? 24th. 24th. September 24th, Saturday morning. All right. And is there anything else that y'all have news or that you want to put out there? 
Tyler, you got no. anything? Just make sure you guys download Malcolm's <laughs> favorite app with all of Malcolm's favorite recipes. Uh, it's on the Google Play Store and the Apple Store, or you can just go to howtobarbecuerad.com. And by the way, we're posting a lot of the TikTok and shorts recipes over on h2qshop.com on the recipes over there. So yeah. y'all give that a look too. That's right. And we've got more TikTok recipes coming out that we've already done some, and they're going to be interested in football kind of food themed. Oh, we're going heavy uh, football Oh, there's a Bloody food. Mary one coming out. We're going to talk about that. We're we're leaning heavy into football foods because it's football time until holidays. You see the Rams get stomped last night. <laughs> I did. <laughs> oh, Buffalo put the smackdown on them. I did. That was. Yeah. That was. I was expecting the Rams to play a little better than they did. But they should not have got rid of Von Miller. Apparently. <laughs> anyway, well, y'all appreciate tuning in today with us and hanging out. We will be back next week to do it all again. Um, you know, everybody have a good weekend. Fire those grills up, and we'll see y'all next time. We gone.